The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Utah. Uh, I'm going to bring you guys a little bit around with me. I'm upstairs in uh, hey. employee lounge. Say hi, you guys are on the Hard Luck Show right now. Yo! Hard Luck what Podcast. Up, Live right now. Yo, what's up to Mormons? Happy Mormon. Happy Mormon. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can you guys, are you allowed to marry more than one woman over there in Utah? Can you have more well, than one wife? Polygamy. Yeah, polygamy. Yeah, so. <laughs> sure. I mean, you guys, I'm talking about, I mean, Yeezy, fucking Jordan. Yeah. Wow. Every kind of Jordan. Look at those Jordan, huh? Look at that. Mm. Dunk. Mm. Look at that. Mm. I mean, they got it going on over here. Yeah, that's dope. Awesome. Look at that. Look at that. So it's a big sneaker shop. They also do uh, collectible stuff. Like uh, behind you, see like even collectible pieces here, you know? And then decks. Got a whole bunch of decks. And if you see here, got a bunch of cookies we're giving away. Yeah. And uh and then let me take you guys over here. Jeff Hamilton. By the way, this guy's a boss. This is Guapo, you guys. You're on the hard luck show right now. Yo! That's Guapo from uh Top Shelf. Nice. He's the best, man. He helped line this whole thing up for us. El Wapo. That's a good man. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. El Wapo. Check it out. So, this Jeff Hamilton's a huge uh Sports license leather jacket. This guy, very famous for doing these types of jackets with all the logos on them. Right, fashion crazy. designer Jeff Hamilton, right? Unbelievable. And if you guys really want to be familiar with the Jeff Hamilton jackets, look at this one and tell me you might you might this might look a little familiar. That jacket looks familiar, you guys? Yeah, L.A. Lakers. Co- is that the Kobe jacket? It's the Kobe, the Kobe jacket. jacket. Kobe. Jacket. Yeah. Kobe. So, Black Mamba. Uh, uh, that's funny. 
Ah, uh, thank you, man. Um, all right. Yeah, so we're all we're we're, we're just here. We're around. Uh, it's about twenty degrees. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> these are the big. These are the big homies right here. I got security. Yeah, security. 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 What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Hold tight, guys. Now I'm walking out into the. Oh yeah. Almost forgot. Oh, see that beautiful face. That guy. That's that's the guy running burners on a hate right there. Yeah, yeah. that's the oh, Ivan yo. Drago of cookies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Hey guys, see that's the front of the store. All star. Yeah. So we're here. It's about it's about twenty three degrees right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we can see you, Brad. <laughs> Steve LaBelle is here with us, Jeff Hamilton. Um, and then I took uh, Christian out here with me. And OG, now you're making it happen. OG Snoop's out there? OG Snoop is out here. Yeah, yes, tell him we said, what's up? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we got to get him um, on how's some. How's it going? What do you guys got, man? I'm sorry to all the listeners out there. Uh, I apologize. I'm out of town, but I'm here with you the best I can be tonight. All right, that's perfect. You know what? We're going to kick off the show with our first guest. And uh, if you want to stay on or if you want to just give me the high sign when it's time for you to say something, if you want to say something, or we can just hold your spot and just roll with it, you know, and then whenever you're ready to pipe in, you can. How about that? Yes, yes, yes. Can you help the listener figure out when we're going to do a Steve Luciano cigarette cam? I think it would be so cool if we just got you smoking. Yeah, that would man. be cool. My doctor might not think it's too cool. Yeah, man, but, but man, fuck you, but doctor. But my attorney, hey, but my attorney does. But my attorney does. I, you know what, bro? I, for whatever reason, and I don't know this, I feel like smoking doesn't affect you at all. Like you're gonna be <laughs> one of those dudes that's gonna be like 192, and they're gonna be like, "What's the secret to a long life?" And you're gonna be like, "Smoking." <laughs> Serious. You're about the God's ears. I hope you're right. All right. Let's say a mitzvah for that. All right. So I'm going to, should I hit, should, who is our guest tonight? Go ahead. Big Pick Mike. Wait, what wait, wait. You? Let's let's do an intro. And oh, then, should we do it? Let's try an intro and then you can take a Big Pick Mike. You want to do, do you want to lead the N- thing in? No, 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 no. Let, hey. oh, no, 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 no. He's not going to be a, a, well, let's try it. All Here right. Let's go. go. Oh. Uh. Do you want to do the introduction since it's your guest? No, man, you're the host, man. I just want people in. All right. Well, that was my attempt to tell you that I can't remember the exact names okay. and that you're supposed to handle it. So just tell me that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> name, man. All right. Hey, no, hey dispenser, bro. I just drank it from the lawn. Hey. Right there. The noise down once I put my headphones on. Yeah, yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah, man. Damn, big his mic. So he's trying to sit next to me. Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, Big Pig Mike just knocked down a wall <laughs> in front of like people. He was acting like the big man walking around. It was like Kool-Aid. Hey, oh, yeah. you need water? You need whatever? And then all of a sudden, he just walked right into a wall and knocked it all down. Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not fixed. Right when oh, we yeah. got Big Lux from Utah at one of the most premier events in all of Salt Lake City since the Mormon Tower Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> and now, you guys Mike- know what? Oh. 
Go ahead. No, I was going to say something. I'm actually in the vault, you guys. This is top shelf. SLC.com. Okay, you guys? When you guys want to buy night, just look. Just look, all right? Just pay attention to the screen. Okay. Right, guys? I'm in the fucking... You guys see what's wow. going on here? Shoes wow. It's the Fort okay. Knox of shoes. Damn, I mean, that's Jordan Central, you guys. Wow. I'm saying these guys are the fucking truth. How much Salt money... Hey, what's up, hey, Lucky? Hey, hold on a second. How much money you think is in that vault, bro, in shoe money? Uh, about a million point eight. One point eight. Yeah, they just told me. Like a million five, million eight in here. And it's heavily guarded, bro. Of course it is. Yeah, you know that, lot, that you know that um you know that the uh international bank is gonna next year, not this year, but next year they're transitioning off the American dollar and they're gonna put the currency onto the American shoe. Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Oh, this guy. <laughs> hey, uh, so yeah, man. Well, go, let's go ahead. You want to introduce the guest, or does Mike want to introduce the guest, or how want to do it? Yeah, Mike's gonna do it, brother. I'm gonna put my headphones on. So go ahead. Always out. Yeah. Don't let me hold nobody up. Let's keep doing your thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Mike. Right here. Big Mike. I'm right here, big Mike. Right here, big wait, 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 wait. Start us let's off. Let's go, hey. big. Start hey, us. let's go, big dick. Let's go, big dick, Mike. <laughs> Check it out. You're listening to the Hard Luck Show. Good morning, everybody. All our listeners Bruh. out there. One, two. Check it out. Got Chumahan. They got old blue eyes in the building. We are got a guest out here, Eddie Rubacaba. Welcome to the show. Eddie Devin. Chupacabra. Chupacabra Eddie. <laughs> that was the name for a while. Yeah, I bet it was. It's My Ruba first name is Chumahan, and I worked at a pizza joint, and all the, all the Latinos in the back called me Chupacabra. <laughs> That's a true story. Yeah. Santos conquered. The, the last name has evolved over the years. All right. Wait, yeah. so, okay, Big Big Mike. Yes, sir. Okay, so you've introduced it. Uh, what? Give us the context. Well, Eddie, I've known Eddie as a photographer. He introduced me to photography. Um, he's from Boyle Heights, influenced a lot, a lot of up and coming photographers in the Boyle Heights and East Los Angeles College. Now he's a teacher with Otis, who is it? Otis uh, College of Design. Co- College of Design. Mentor, teacher, assistant. He's an incredible human being. Um, very, um, I'm very, very blessed to have him in my life. Oh, man. Right on. All right. So, Eddie Chupacabras, right. come on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Hard Come Luck Show. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> the price is right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, how long have you known Big Big Mike? Big Big Mike, uh, 2008, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. So, that's about 15 years? Yeah, that's All right. right already. So, t- how, did yeah. you, how did you meet? How did you meet Big Big Mike? So, um, I was seeing this girl that was a friend of Mike's wife's and um maria yeah a okay. friend of maria right. and then we became friends and then um being a early student photographer at that time 2007 2008 um the story goes further back but i'll, I'll stand at this point right now um she maria was working for the international document association okay and they needed a photographer for certain jobs yeah and i think that's where we first met was at one of these um ida 
gigs that uh, Maria helped get me hired for. Okay. Mike was there as assisting with like loading, unloading gear for that. Uh, oh, event. all right. So you were working like in, you were just a muscle. <laughs> Pretty much. Hired muscle. Just taking stuff out. And of what did you do? That you looked at him and you're like, you know, this guy needs to just tap into his creativity. <laughs> Big time. No, man. No, he. We were just. We were just working. <laughs> and it, that was like the first like uh, time we've we've like kind of like, hey, what's up? What's up? You know, introduction. <laughs> and later he. Um, <laughs> Wait. Let me get this right. So when you guys met, it was like, what's up? What's up? Introduction. Yeah. Like, oh, this is my husband. Uh, what's up? And then we were just working. Right. Yeah, just grab some shit. Just, we're just right. Moving stuff in and out. Big Big Mike, what did you think? You're like, this is my ticket out of here. Nah, man. It's like, this dude with the camera, like, come on, bro. We got to move stuff. And it right. Was, I can't it fuck, was, around. Hey, fuck around. Hey, bro. did Big Big Mike tell you about uh, what was it last night? Oh, about the show? No. Oh, Where? Yeah, it was last night. Big Big Mike said some homeless guy, right, walked oh, up to him yeah, and yeah. said, hey, I need some money. <laughs> Big Big Mike told him, join the club. <laughs> Was he like that back then? Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were already jaded, Big Big Mike? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> when, at what age did you become, like, jaded and pissed <laughs> off at rich people? I think at three, probably like that, something like that. Working around my pops and being around the people I worked with. Right. All right. And what about Estevan Oreo, Eddie? Had have you been influenced or anything by Estevan Oreo? World's greatest, right? Present company excluded. World's greatest photographer. Obviously the kingmaker of LA. I've seen his work. I've um a lot of our, our students, well, I was going to East LA College were all influenced and inspired by Esteban. Which um, you know, it makes great images, beautiful, beautiful portraits, people, and um, iconic. So, like this guy is cream of the crop, you know, right? Kind of photographer, big time, right? Big time, very influential, and um, yeah, he's he's in that list of photographers to look at as far as um, what Ali is all about. So for you, right? All right. So for you. So you have a list of photographers where it's like, this is what L.A. is, mm -hmm. right? And then, of course, Estevan Oreo has also traveled to, like, Afghanistan. He's got a lot mm -hmm. of pictures internationally. But it's still kind of like that vibe, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. What other, like, for you, what other categories of photography are important to you? Portraiture. Um, Portraiture. Yeah, this uh, big time when uh, Diane Arbus, she's known for... Um, being a photographer of the freak what does that mean well you know like like x-rated no no oh. so you know um feryl perry what's the name the jane's addiction lead singer perry he had Pharrell. The, he what had the, he had this perry he had Pharrell. this um, yeah. perry perry uh, pharrell Lollapalooza, right and then he had the sideshow yeah sideshow he had all these freaks you know the freaks of the circus like circus freaks yes and so she would take Diane arbus was like the first person to take portraits of those kind of people in the 60s nah. people that nobody would want to look at in society well but, but i mean but they were in the circus because they were curiosities yeah but these are these are not just people in the circus people in the in society in general so like short people um and what also, are you trying to say bro <laughs> i'm a short guy yeah you know um yeah people like that back in the 60s uh lg lgbt wasn't a big popular thing people would get bashed in those days she would go and photograph these what about like and, sam white and and uh she would humanize them right right i'm not uh, sure who sam white is i'm sorry that's all right it's just a guy that's a um what do you call it like he's an artist today and he's a singer and he's kind of like 
I don't know what he is, but he's gender bending by visual anyway. Mm, like he, mm. he's like kind of a thick dude, but he'd be wearing like a tight dress. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, but he got like a good voice. I think I know what you're talking about. No, yeah, guys, yeah. Sam he's White, right? Black and Gold. He, yeah, he's in the Sam. What do I keep saying? Sam, Sam White. White. Yeah, because I think he's white. That's why I say that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sam, Sam White. Hey, yeah, Sam man. White man. <laughs> That's how we call him on the reservation. Hey, Sam Whiteman, how did you get here in that dress? That's a nice dress. I'll get one like that for my grandma. <laughs> That's right. Indian. That's Indian for you. Okay, go ahead. So wait. So what so, do you do? You take pictures of freaks? No. Um, but is that how you Di met Big Pig? Diane Arbus was taking pictures of people that were always like demonized. Right, one leg shunned. Yeah, and and uh, diabetic foot or something. people didn't want to look at in right, society, right? You know, and so um, fast forward to 2016, um, I'm uh, very fortunate to be hired onto um, Homo Industries as a staff photographer there. Right, and um, I I um, I was volunteering at first. I, I did like their 5K race that they do annually now, and I was assisting the the staff guy that was there at the time. And um, I knew a couple of people because of prior um, work relations. Um, Hector Verdugo is the executive associate. A homeboy that's become the executive associate uh -huh. there at Homeboy Industries. We, we did a wildland firefighting in the mid-90s. And uh, he seen me there and he's like, oh, that's cool, man. Glad you're here. Fabian Deborah, muralist, training homeboy. Now I'm... Oh. Um, also, so see, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold yeah. on a second. Let's slow it down for a second. So sure. what is Homeboy Industries? Right. So Homeboy Industries is the, I guess it would say, you would say the the world's largest gang intervention and prevention um, nonprofit organization helping people who are formerly incarcerated and drug addicted and gang related. Right. I got get it. Out of, get out of all that hard life and into um, a functioning, productive citizen citizenry let's say okay okay and but how do they do that so they have an 18-month program where um it's basically the model um has evolved over the last 30 plus years founded in 1988 by father greg boyle how do they do that it's mental health services right so so it's called homeboy so I'm, what i'm trying to get at do they sell shit are they got so a they're, thing yeah they're they're non-profit but they also they're they're like a complex non-profit because they have social um uh enterprises so like they have the homegirl cafe okay so yeah. what can you do at the homegirl cafe can they, you call the people there homegirl or oh what, yeah what do you order what do they serve they have a great menu they what have, do they have have you like been a, to homegirl it's what? like a it's like a breakfast menu Got it. Mainly and some lunch stuff in I there. I thought it was like a bakery or something. There is a bakery as well. There's a homeboy bakery. Yes, as well. Have you eaten anything after homeboy bakery? Yes, I have. What do they bake? I had croissants. The croissants. Are oh, long. croissants. Pardon me. But wait a second. So, but and where is the homeboy industry set up at? Where is it located at? It's across Chinatown. Um, I right off the Gold Line exit. Off the Gold Line exit. Well, what street did that? It's uh, Alameda and Bruno. Oh, there you go. And Bruno. Yeah. I knew a guy named Bruno. <laughs> so, wait a second. All right. So, how did you introduce Big Pig Mike to photography? Like, what about Big... Like, I'm looking at him. He's a nice guy, right? Got a little gray in his beard. He's got kind of like a cabbie hat or whatever that is, right? Standing right. with his hands in his pocket, playing pocket pool. <laughs> this would be the part of the show where... 
Steve would talk about how he probably cut the holes out of his pockets, <laughs> right? And then his mom would wash his pants and fold them and be like, why don't you have any pockets? That would then lead into gravy leg talk, right? Mr. Gravy leg, rip, zippers getting ripped off, gravy, right? Okay. Gravy so then once yeah, you get past leg. that, right, gravy leg, gravy leg. Ooh, Lamont, <laughs> then there would be a chuck that wire, <laughs> right? Then would be like, Lamont, you dummy. Then I would go off on a weird, then I would go off on some weird history historical tangent about semen or something that would go for a very long time then we would come back and try to figure out what the fuck were we talking about so then we go back to big big mike yes sir what about him said i'm gonna introduce edward is going to introduce big big mike to photography well like i was saying we had that like uh, real quick introduction and then later on he um we had that event at Carbon. He was DJing there. Right. I'm taking wait, wait, pictures event there. Event at where? A bar we used to manage and DJ. Called? Um, Carbon, just like the element. It's in uh, <laughs> Cove City, man. That's what they named it, man. Hey, no, dude. For real. Carbon is charcoal in Spanish, motherfucker. Yeah, that's what It's not no element. <laughs> what are you talking about? You got to learn your roots, man. The periodic chart. My yeah. <laughs> he took a period at the chart. Hey. That time of the month. <laughs> he was on his period, then he had a shirt. <laughs> Wait. Yes, sir. Okay. Go for it. What's going on? So you're DJing yeah. at Club Carbon. Did you have a DJ name? Yeah, Mike Angelo. That's it. This motherfucker. <laughs> name Brunk What's Brunk your Sixer? DJ name? It's um Michael Angelo. No, nah, it's Mike Angelo, <laughs> man, not Michael. Without, Mike, yeah, right. Without the horn sound. But, <laughs> DJ Lucky. <laughs> but wait a second. Why why didn't you have like a name like DJ Rubik's Cube? It all started with I was in a band called 13th Love singing the DJ. <laughs> and I hated my no for real. I wait, hated wait, wait, my stop. fucking middle name. Stop. Tell Hold you, on. Wait, before we go ahead, wait, wait, dude. Go for it. Go for it. Wait. You were in a band. <laughs> Still am. <laughs> Yeah. How long? How old is this band? Oh, like God. 75 years. So no, don't bullshit. How old is this band? Well, the band I was previously in, I was for like four years. Then my cousin died. <laughs> so no more band. Um, and then I picked up with a drummer recently. And now we got another band called uh, Zach Murdoch and the Ghost. So that's what we're doing. Wait, 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 bro. My question. This is a great. This is. Thank God you're bringing in people that know you because I had no idea. Wait a second. Look. <laughs> First of all, you said you were in a band called 13th Love. Yes, sir. Okay. And I don't get it. What's 13th Love? Was it like a horror? It's like an unlucky love? <clears throat> Pretty much. That's what my cousin named it, and that's what he stuck, and he asked me if I want to be part of it. Who's your cousin? Rest in peace, my cousin Joji, um, Joji Esparza. Uh-huh. And um, he told me, hey, cuz, what are you doing? He needed somebody to scratch and DJ and sing. And I said, fuck it, let's go. And what went, were you doing before that with the DJ? And sing? I was DJing in Hollywood, doing after hours, clubs. I've done. And you were DJ Mike Angelo then too? I was just, I was going by Primitive, DJ Primitive. <laughs> uh, they called me, I was like, but lucky and all them fools, they would call me Big Mike. Hey, yo, Big Mike. So I went by Big Mike. That's all I went by. DJ Primitive, Imitative. I hated that shit. Why? I didn't like it, man. I, everybody well, called me Big Mike. I tried to do something different. How did you come up with DJ Primitive? I just saw it on the fucking label one day and said, fuck it. You know, but that was like, pfft eons ago and i just didn't stick with it. I just stuck with big mike and that was it but wow dj primitive dude i honestly think we should change your name to dj primitive it's already taken it is yes it is what about like dj primitive 242 <laughs> <laughs> front 242 this guy dude. okay wait so all right so it's so your dj mike angelo yes sir your cousin rest in power calls you up says hey 
come on, man, I need scratch and a sing. And you're like, well, you're in luck. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can scat and I'm DJ Primitive. That was but it. I'm going to go by DJ Mike Angelo because I don't want to, you know, I'm, not, I'm trying to be me. I'm not trying to be a persona. There's nothing to hide. The way I came upon that name. Was I, it was given to me at birth. No. Oh. Well, that too. Oh. But I didn't, like my, <laughs> I didn't like my middle name because. What's your middle name? Angelo. Angelo. What's I, wrong with that? Because I always get in trouble when I'd be called Angelo. My parents would go, hey, yo, Angelo. That was fucking done. Game over. That was but when he got in trouble. I yeah, trouble, but bro. I mean, dudes, come on. If you live in Los Angeles and your name is Angelo, it kind of like writes itself, right? Mm, LA. Yeah, they dude. It, the man. original Los, Angelo. Los they call me Los. Los Angelos. <laughs> they call me Los Angelos. I embraced it, man. You should have. No, right. but you didn't. I know. At first, no, I totally. I did not. I was against it. And the way it happened is... The drummer from 13th Love is Brad Doan, who's a good friend of mine now. He took my driver's license and he put it on the business card. He goes, here, goes past these house so we can do some gigs. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Mike Angelo, what the fuck are you doing? That's my middle name. I don't want anybody to know my middle name. And I got pretty heated about it and we got an argument, but then we squashed it and ran with it. <laughs> and ever since then, it's been Mike Angelo, man. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like when you started, like when you started arguing what was your What was your point? My your, point's like, don't fucking, I don't want you to know my fucking middle name. Simple as that. That's why what, do you say it with an Italian thing? Because it was my fucking middle name. Because I got Italian blood in me too. Okay, so the Italian comes out and you're like, hey, what's the matter? You ain't gonna use, I don't want you to use my motherfucking middle name. Hey, what's a pizza? Hey. <laughs> hey, you want some lasagna? Wait, wait, wait. No, wait, for real. Wait, I, I know it's for real. Yeah. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> <laughs> but so, and then when you go, hey, it's on, I can't tell. You said something about a driver's license and a business card. Right. So the way why it, are you giving people your driver's no. license and then they give you your business card? Like that didn't make any sense. Hey, man, I'm trying to help the listener, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds. This is what it's like in the mind of DJ Mike Angelo slash Primitive. Go ahead. Okay. Well, we were asked. Brad asked everybody. It's like, hey, let me see your licenses. I want to get all your full names. I'm like, why? He goes, just do it. So I, you know, went along with just fucking did it. <laughs> Like big dummy. So I stopped cutting up the cocaine on the mirror no, with my license and I gave it, it to her. That was stoner, man. Okay. So like, hey, That's bro. why you gave it over. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, here, bro. Like that. And uh -huh. turned out he gave it back. He goes, all right, thanks. Came back a day later with these fucking neon green 13 fucking love goddamn cards with all our names on it. Business cards? Business cards. For a band? Yes, sir. What was the idea behind that? I have no idea. Just to network whatever the fuck that was for him. Just not, you know, he goes, here, some business cards. Somebody wants to book the band. And I'm like, okay. And I just fucking had a stack on my fucking dresser drawer. I didn't move them because I ain't going to pass out business cards. I wasn't about that. Was like, you, I, what were you about? I'm just like, let's go hey, fucking man. do, let's do some gigs, man. Fuck I'm it. not about passing out cards, man. I'm about just the fucking art. But I got to thank Brad for doing that because... In the long run, it helped me out. It yeah, gave, he gave you a name. Gave me a name. So right, I, made you proud of your middle name totally, and your Italian heritage. Totally. And that's what he told. Not even, he told me he goes, embrace it. And I, at first, I was very apprehensive about it, but then people started calling me Michelangelo, and I started digging it because my father named me Michelangelo Arsola, and so that was his favorite artist. And so for my father to give me that, it was a big tug of war with him. Wait, hold on. Man, dude, I could spend 10 years talking to you about this sort of twisted personal history you have. And we've, we've, we haven't even gotten to you learning <laughs> photography, right? Like, we, what the fuck? We haven't even gotten to that. We're st we, I found out. Let, let, me, let me just do a little recast here. I found out that there was, uh, that your father's favorite artist was Michelangelo. Correct. Okay. 
I found out that your cousin, rest in power, passed away. Right. His name was Brad. What was it? Joe Giasparza. Joe Giasparza. Who's Brad? Brad Doan is his righteous. Basically, they're brothers. Okay. They're brothers. <clears throat> I, I found out that um, you uh, f- got in a tussle or had a push and pull with your dad about being named after the greatest artist of the medieval times. And then you also almost beefed out or beat down, right? Brad Dome or whatever. Brad Dome. Brad Dome. Don. Brad Don. Right. Right. You you got in his face because he made a business card with your full name on it. Right. And then you, but before anyone got hurt, you quashed it. Correct. <laughs> we quashed it, man. It is quashed. Did you get in a fight over the birthday card? Like, I mean, the <laughs> business cards? Did, you, the, did it get to actual pushing each other's nah, chest? No, it's just heated words. That's all. It wasn't to like we're throwing down with each other. It wasn't that crazy. Like, but. did you get, you didn't say like, hold me back, bro. Nah, and I was like, what the, I was like, basically like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Why don't you fucking tell me we're going to do that? And it's just like, and then what did he say? He's like, well, no, I'm sorry, DJ Mike Angelo, but like, you didn't tell me not to use your middle name. I told you what I was doing. I'm not a mind oh, reader, man. Mike. Now he goes, don't worry about it. That's all he told me. And the way he said it, I'm like, all right, cool. It's a very underwhelming fight, bro. I really My thought bad. you were going to be pushing each other, at least man. chest bumping. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like to go to violence necessarily. We have to. But You're right. No, it's peace and love, man. That's the not rest of the side you're smoking weed. Don't act, don't act tough now. I'm not tough. Bro. I'm far from tough, bro. I'm, I don't want to be tough. You don't? Nah, when occasion calls for it, then I have to, then so be it. But if I'm trying to, like, we cool, we're cool. If, 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 but if it gets stupid, then we got to do what we got to do. How much money for you? <laughs> why is that? <laughs> What's up, Sean? Please. This is like, if it gets stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We're already at stupid. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> if it gets stupid, then whatever. You know, just... <laughs> hey, like, look, man, I'm not trying to be tough or harder, but if it does get stupid. <laughs> I'm going to have to go Donald Fry on that motherfucker, right? <laughs> I'm just going to have to be old school UFC. You know what I'm talking about? So, all right. Go ahead. So, so, so you're at this uh, club, Carbon. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> How big is this club? Hold 60 people. <laughs> <laughs> you can smell the motherfuckers dancing. Pretty Little much. hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty I much. love that. All right, so then at Club Carbon, where is this located? It's on 9300 Venice Boulevard in Culver City. Dude, that's kind of... Well, was it uppity back then? No. not uh, It was, um, I think it was called Sam's something. Sam's, Sam's Club. It's that thing where the strippers are with the beer. <laughs> Sam's Hofbra. Hofbra. Yeah, Hofbra. Hofbra. It, was, um, it was like an old dive bar. And basically, the story about that dive bar, it used to be owned by oh. W.C. Fields. And oh, used to be wow. going, hey, fucking trip this. Hey, check it in. No, that's. Chicken away, bar. No, that's Scarface. That <laughs> but, but he, um, <laughs> that was his little <laughs> play. That was his little bar. Just the, the quote, the fucking story is supposed to be. Wow. That was his hangout when he come from the studios wow, from Sony or from Sony, uh, yeah. What's, what's Sony? Culver uh, City Studios. Columbia. Oh, Sony. Columbia That's Studios. The, the and you go chill there. They make that rice, <laughs> So that was go a spot away, after. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get, away, get away from Why me, kid. I'm tracked and flying. Scram, can't you bother me? No, you can go into that Eugene Robinson easy off of that. Oh, it's two yeah. different ones, right? Yeah, it's man. like, man, say, it's a big idea, huh? Coming into Club Carbon. 
Man. Calling yourself an Italian American? What the hell do you dare you, know? sir? It's acquaintance for you. But right. that, <laughs> but then W.C. Fields is low key. He, he he's drunk. Man, oh, get away from me, kid! You're fucking bar. How drunk he was. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're at this dingy club. What year are we talking about? To like ninety nine, two thousand ish. This is it. where you spent the millennium. I was in a dingy club. It was in sweaty. The bar was about to jump, <laughs> and it was also New Year's. <laughs> My balls were about to jump. All right. Then and then this is where then zippers rip off and then he's got no pockets because he cut out holes in his body. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, it's the, me- the Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds. You're listening to the Meta Show. Okay, so and you're over there and like, what would your set be like? Are you playing like what are you doing, dude? Like Rick James, mm-hmm. Rare Groove Soul, um, doing dancehall, uh, doing Lovers Rock. Um, spinning everything but country. That's what we were doing. Right? And like, were you taking, were you taking like dedications? Fuck and sh- no. Don't lie. No, fuck no. Did, they, well, did you get any, like sometimes I hear about in DJs, like the chicks go back there and suck your dick. And That's like, true. Did, no, I'm asking you at Club Carbon. Did, what happened? Was there any sex going on? Not my knowledge. Just put it that way because I was married at the time. So it was just, it was cool. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> But their stories. Ew, Mr. Legal Legal over here, huh? Well, I cannot confirm or deny because at the time I was legally wed, but I've heard stories. There was a lot of stains on the wall behind me, but I won't explain. DNA all over that place. Uh, They called me DJ DNA. (laughs) (laughs) I had three turntables. Two for my hand. But so, wait. So, wait a minute. <laughs> Jamal's gifted, man. He's a three-time wow. this guy. Become a DJ Michelangelo. <laughs> I painted the Sistine Chapel, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, oh, shit, man. <laughs> wait a second. No, but seriously, was there... So, I mean, look. It can't be used against you, dude. Fifth Amendment. So, at Club Carbon, mm-hmm. were you getting pussy? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, man. See, that's why people become DJs. See? You see that, old blue eyes? Edward, you ever become a DJ? No. Okay. I learned to DJ, but um, never became like... Hard. Was it for the sex? No, no, no. I just liked music. I was I was helping my friend. You were like him. You weren't a horn dog. No. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, no, my, my friend uh, fucking blue shit. balls. My friend was a DJ, and I would uh, his his <laughs> my friend's big brother was a DJ, and I would help them carry all the, the milk crates filled of records back in the day. Oh yeah, that's so we'd what... come back from the parties, and then we'd still be drinking or whatever, and and learn, and I would learn to DJ after. That was the code word over at DJ Mike Angel. He would tell it, I'd be like, "You want to carry my milk crates?" <laughs> Because <laughs> he'd be filling up crates with. What milk. about drugs? Like a lot of times I hear. Oh, fucking yeah, of course. Tons what of do drugs. you mean, of course? How does it work? I'm a nerd. I never got close I, to a DJ. DJ never listened to me because I didn't have drugs or money. Go. <laughs> People want to get in the door. Um, they don't want to wait in line. Um, they see you. They definitely want to get hooked up, even with drinks or drugs. They'll pay you cash, drugs, whatever. No, give me an instance. Instance? I was watching the door one night. Um, guy had about 10 people with him. Mm -hmm. A person forgot their ID. Mm -hmm. um, he flashed me $300, put it in my pocket. And he goes, if you can get him in, no problem. And he goes, I go, what do you got? He goes, this. And he goes, shows me three Benjamins. And I go, come on in. And there's a line of 50 people trying to get in. Fucking pissed. Like, hey, man, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's Say, what, Jack. Doll hurts. Motherfucker, what's this motherfucker cutting in line for? Come like, 300 motherfucking dollars. He put three bills in my pocket. So uh -huh. it's like, all right, come on through. What about cocaine? They won't hand you a bag of cocaine. Plenty of cocaine. Plenty of LSD. Wait, wait, wait. Slow down, Bye, please, dude. please. Go for it. Did anybody hand you a bag of cocaine? No, but, in <laughs> no, but I partaked in it. Correct. Yes, I have. Okay. All right. What, and then, I mean, weed's easy, dude. You're yeah. a DJ, so that ain't shit. What about black beauties? Nah, man. I ain't crazy like that. I ain't trying uh -huh. to knock myself out, man. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Nah, I ain't yeah. With that. What about Red Devils? <laughs> <laughs> damn, what are you talking 1960 shit? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm old, but damn, dude. <laughs> nah, it wasn't my time. Did you ever do LSD or acid? I've done acid, yes. Did you? How many times? I've done it three times. So the first time was so good, you were like, okay, I'm going to try it again. The first time was at after hours at four in the morning. And what happened? Fuck, I did, that was a wrong time to take it. Why? Because I woke up in Denny's at nine o'clock in the morning with my cousin <laughs> and a hooker was trying to pick him up and take him back to the fucking Holiday Inn. <laughs> you just woke up? No, I was just surreal. We were at a fucking Denny's and we're ordering fucking pa pancakes of all things. <laughs> and fucking this guy, this girl comes up to my cousin Carlos and she's like, hey, I have a girl back in the room. Da, 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 da. And I'm looking, I'm tripping balls. I'm like, what the fuck? And she's just sitting behind the fucking, the, the fucking cat, whatever that booth is. And she comes over like leering and she puts his armor. But like when you were tripping, what did you see? Like, did you see it? Like it didn't fucking seem real, but she was blatant with it. She was like, she's just all in your face, man. And I was like watching this, trying to eat pancakes and like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? And she was like, I got a room in the back. And she told my cousin Carla, she was like, I can't go fuck in the room.
Rome after you eat pancakes? Like that. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? She wants to butter my pancakes. <laughs> 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 Fucking yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so then, of. okay. So what about all of that that you just heard, Eddie? What about all of that is like, he needs to learn photography. Yeah. yeah you, need to, <laughs> you need to get away from that scene yeah, and take pictures of flowers. Totally. Oh, so he was trying to rescue you. <laughs> and he oh, did. No, no, dude, no. you were on LSD with prostitutes out of Denny's and Edward came up and was like, bro, this dude needs a skill. We need to get him to Homeboy Industries where we turn people's lives around. Right? <laughs> no, no. And, yeah. the, and the craziest shit is back in, like, that's mid-90s, Lucky was working the door. Lucky was working the door at Club Carbon? No, 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 not Club Carbon. He was working at the After Hours. Oh. And so that's how I got to know Lux. Is that true? Yeah, it's very true. What was your first encounter with Big Lux? Oh, it was stoic. He was fucking like, who was the, f like, he's got that stare. Like, oh shit, you know, he ain't fucking around. Um, right. He's like, what's up? And it was really just, it was cold. But that's, that's his demeanor at first. He's like, hey, what's up? Right. And that was it. Did you, as a man, were you slightly intimidated? Yeah, by I'll be honest with you. I was like, oh shit, this guy's the business. Like, straight up. He's like, you saw it in his eyes, he had that cold stare. I'm like, oh, damn, this ain't nobody to fuck with. And after that, I got to know him. He started cracking jokes, talking <laughs> shit. And I'm like, oh, he's fucking cool motherfucker, man. Right. But, but if stuff gets stupid, yo, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one you want by your side, dude. You don't want to fight that fool. Yeah, you want me on this side, not across. No, no, no. So I. How did you. Wait, slow down now. Uh, don't clump it all together. These are rarities that the listeners don't get to hear very often about the behind the scenes. So. Big Lux is standing at the door with that thousand yard stare. Right. And so, and, and automatically, most males that I see interacting with Big Lux, right? Especially at first, they snap to attention a little bit. Like, it's not no games. Like, hey, what's up, brother? Yes, sir. What it is? You're like, you see Big Lux, you're like, disculpa. Dispenser, right? Yeah, man. Was that how it was? Did you get yeah. kind of serious? Yeah, for real. Let him know, like, hey, I'm not trying to be hard, but I'm also down. Yeah, just right. I'll a, back you up. Yeah, he's, right. That's just that. That's what I love about him. It's persona. You see what you get. Right, and that's it. And that's like, it. And that's what. That's what. Like, I'm fortunate to know him now, yeah. later in life, and become friends. Yeah, the last, especially the last five years. Yeah, we got to know each other, and he's a beautiful human being. But on the one, inside. Yeah, in the inside. But for one thing, <laughs> don't try to test that player, man, because he'll real quick. Remind you. Flip yeah. the switch. Yeah, man. Remind you. He'll switch and gauge. Mm -hmm. That's right. No doubt. That's right. You don't pull on Superman's cape. Well, it just <laughs> is more. That has to be more <laughs> than the world, man. Mm. Wait, so, so, okay. Now, right? Mm -hmm. DJ Michelangelo, mm -hmm. Italy's favorite son. <laughs> for sure. Right. You meet the stoic. I mean, he's kind of like the Latino Batman, right? Like stoic, <laughs> big looks, right? Right. I mean, he's man in the door at after hours. How do you melt the ice? How do you get into his heart? Like, how do you, you, you know, the first time it's, I, I, Captain, but somewhere along the way, you became a salty sailor of the sea with him. No, it wasn't even like that. <laughs> it wasn't, man. For the first, you know, part of the 30 years. I was like, hey, what's up? How you been, bro? How you been? And right. That, and it was just small talk, but not till as of later in our friendship. Right. That we're like, hey, yo, bro, what's happening? And that's when everybody has their ups and downs. Right. You know what I mean? And 
I've known him from been down that rocky road. I know what that's like. And I've experienced that with him. Right. And it's like, what's up with you? Right. What is going the fuck on with you? Right. And that's when it's like, Hey man, let's go. Whatever you need done, let's get it done. Right. And that's because I've known him for so long. He's like, when my, when my cousins, they're all down for each other. And I was the, like the Johnny come lately dude in the group. And I was played the back role. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't like, yeah, it's all your Mike. It was nothing like that. I was like, right. hey, what? I just said, what's up? And they hung out. That was it. Right. And not till later in life that we really got to know each other. He's a fucking bad dude, man. So, so, so you go like, hey, Mike Angelo, have you ever seen this before? And you show him a camera. What happened? Yeah, pretty much. Um, he was uh, just coming off of surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to <laughs> True shit, man. Sweet. We've heard about his, his surgery. We've already clowned him for it. But I'm just laughing because you were like, eh, he, was just, <laughs> he was just coming, coming off, off of surgery. surgery. I'm going to fucking sound drop out of that, bro. It just sounds like <laughs> you're talking about Chuck. Barry after he had a heart attack, you know, <laughs> he found out he couldn't see <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, he was from just, what co- I, from he what was I just gathered, coming hot off of surgery. Well, he this, had bandages coming out of his uh, shoe. And I could I still smell the anesthesia, you the know. The gangrene. Like, it was coming off yeah, him, man. right? And I looked in his eyes and it was a cold look of a man who'd seen death and shook her hand but decided life was still going on. Yeah. It's a. It was like a whole new life for Mike, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, man. a new start, and um, we called you know, it a, a, a great start, uh, which is the name I got off of a frozen breakfast thing. <laughs> <laughs> we called him Great Start Mike. Fucking the great right tail. Well, from what I un- understood, what Mike was sharing what, when he had his surgery was like life altering for him because. Um, <laughs> He had his his uh, toe amputated, and I guess um, what would you call that? You, you kind of they act the shit off it too. We call them number nine. <laughs> yeah, I can count to nineteen now, fuckers, and plus my other shit's twenty. What do you call that? When, uh, you realize? Oh, you, they call you it a quarter pounder. You realize your mortality, no doubt. Mortality. <laughs> This totality. <laughs> oh, you're a dick. <laughs> Fucking dick. <Hold> up. <laughs> <laughs> and I said this man lost a tongue, but he's gonna gain a camera. <laughs> and it's what happened. I'm the real. That's real shit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would tell the line. <laughs> oh fuck! He was coming. <laughs> <laughs> he was coming up a surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Increase mortality in what? <laughs> the devil went down to Georgia. I'm sorry, man. The devil went down to fucking devil. This is going to be the greatest show of all time. Yes. About <laughs> <laughs> <My> goddamn time. Please show me what. He used to do this magic trick for the children down at the hospital. He fucking did. Where he would take his toe and make it look like he could take his toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the kids didn't know was that what really was his toe. <laughs> and he really <laughs> Dude, that's a moneymaker right there. All right. He was fresh. <laughs> he was fresh off a of surgery with a tube of chapstick. 
And then you said, all right. It's got me life altering. So what happened next? I got tears coming down my head. just looked at me and was like, what's wrong with this guy? I got tears coming down my eyes, bro. God bless. God bless you. That probably... God bless. No, seriously, I haven't laughed like that in a long time. (laughs) Goddamn time. It was a tough week, man. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's hard being rich, man. It's uh, so talking to his wife. She was telling me how he's going through this really hard time right here, (laughs) and um, for some reason, we, I was like, well, maybe he he could get into something else. You know, and um, we were talking about yeah, Mike. doing photography, me and his wife, for, for Mike. Yeah. I think it was hard because my career as a field goal kicker was over. I lost my fucking toe. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> Ladies and oh, gentlemen, he'll be performing at uh, Club Carbon all hey, night. That shit fucking tip your black, wa- waitress. Bro. That shit was fucking horrible. Well, feel- yeah, you were telling me that it was, uh, you always said it, it was way. very dark for you. I learned how to walk again. Yeah. A lot of new things to learn, I guess, right? When you are able-bodied. And you take your shit for granted. And then when you're lying on your back for, say, four months, and then you got to walk a flight of stairs, which is only three, and you can't even make the fucking first step because you fall on your fucking face. <laughs> Did that happen? Fuck yes. And it was, it was mind-blowing. How old were you? I was, what, 2000? It happened in 2008, so I had to be in my, like 44, 45 at that. And so did they put you through, like, physical therapy? Yes. I did three months of physical therapy. Did you have like, was it like in the movies where you had like like a African-American male nurse that was like coaching you through it? And you were like, I can't, I can't use a doctor. No, I had Nurse Jet. That's what I had. Who did you have? Nurse Jet? Yeah. She's so how did that work? She, she was dope. She was very, um, of course, uplifting. You can do it. You can walk again. We was it really like that? Yeah. Ser- dead serious. Yes. So they would p- pull you in the chair over there? I learned how to shower in a wheelchair. Um, literally how to move over, do all that stuff. And like now to walk like this to stand in front of you. Yeah. Just it's like it's 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 a miracle. This beyond a miracle, bro. Um How long were you wheelchair bound? Like I said, three months. Three months. But that was more than enough time to realize what you has as a physical body in yeah. this life and to appreciate it and to respect it. Yeah. And what you put in it. And I was at two eighty five at the time. You were 285 in a wheelchair. Fuck yeah, bro. You knew him then? Yeah. I was a big motherfucker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's um, a triple XL, man. He's uh, lost a lot of weight and got healthier. I mean, obviously, you kind of get into that. Like I say, you, you discover your mortality. Right. Kind of situation. And uh, I can relate with that. Fuck yeah, bro. Why? Did you, did you have a near-death experience? Oh, Plenty. Really? Oh, hell yeah. Like what? Dude. Did you see any light? A tunnel? Not like that kind of near death, but oh. um, like I should be dead. So, because, many, so many different ways, so many different times. You know, I never talked to any man, including myself, really that doesn't have at least like three, like I should have been dead. Man, where I was gone, I'm on borrowed time. Yeah. What was the craziest reason why you should be dead? Well, I mean, um, I'm I'm sober now 23 years. Are you? March 7th will be 23 years, yeah. Awesome. You got sober in what year? 2000. I got sober in 2002. Oh, right on. Yeah, man. Um, I was freaking cracked out. I was all cracked out. 
I was like 1991. I graduated high school, and then I was into the East LA party scene, backyard party scene. It, it was a big deal. But this um, this period from 1988 to 1998 was what we call now uh, the history of gang violence in LA. Yeah. Um, the decade of death. Okay, so during this time, I was in the gangs in 88. I get out of the gangs because I wanted to play high school football. Okay. And I got into high school football. It kept me straight till I graduated. Once I graduated, then I was, um, I went to East LA College uh-huh. when I first picked up the camera, started doing um, pictures of the football games at the high school and then the backyard party scene. And so um, there's all these like little clicks of party crews right. that promote their their group and their parties that they're throwing. And um, it was all about the party. So I'm drinking and then... Um, I would come home like at two, three in the morning. My neighbors were still partying, and I would party there till morning. And then the drugs would come out and try this, try that. Before I know it, I'm stuck on crack cocaine. How fast was it to get stuck on crack cocaine? I think I tried it like a couple of times, and then that third time, like I tried tried it like with the proper like paraphernalia, like glass pipe and a screen to filter the rock or whatever you call that, and it hit me like freaking. The meanest high I've ever had in my life. What is it? I mean, for the uninitiated, like it's an adrenaline rush kind of thing, like zero to sixty in split second, boom. And when that happens, do you realize at that moment why everyone's doing it? It was like I don't know why everyone's not doing it. You know, that's just something that if everybody knew what it was like, they would all be doing it. That kind of feeling I had, you know, not at the moment, but you know, reflecting on it, thinking about it in my in my disillusioned mind what is can you describe what crack smoke tastes like sometimes it um there was some mix that had a perfumish kind of flavor which was crack that i didn't like but then it had a kind of sweetness to it um it's not so much the taste not that much of a tasting really is it hot when it comes in yeah yeah, because it's basically you're melting uh, a solid substance. It turns into, you know, vapor, smoke. And when you get the right high is what they would call getting the ringer. You what does hear, that mean? It's, a, it's I guess, <clears throat> um, the, the part that gets you high, I guess. what You it, you hear like a sound, like a high-pitched beep. That's what they call the ringer. And um, I think that's the, the one thing. That third time when I finally tried, I had that experience. And How long did it last? Probably about ten minutes, maybe five to ten minutes. And what happened? And inside? I was like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" It's it hooked me right there. And Dude. for the next two years after that, I was like on the hunt every day, basically. When <laughs> when I was, you know, broke, you know, I still from my own family. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if I wasn't, you know, stealing somewhere, um, it was like I wasn't um, doing anything to help myself get away from that. Anything productive it was just like on the hunt for it, on the hunt for it one way or another. Isn't it amazing when a substance gets a hold of you that you really can survive like on nothing to accomplish the real objective yeah 
I mean, that's like, um, what would you call it? Survival mode and uh, survival mind where your only goal in life is to get that high again. And everything you do is to obtain the next high kind of thing. And so your whole focus is that. And, um, you know, looking back and I, and I think like, damn, I, as I sobered up, it's like, what the hell did I do? Like I would, that, that wasn't me. Right. Because I would never do the things I did sober minded, you know? Um, so I seen, you know, just put fast forward a little bit. I, I seen how it changed me. It was changing me. It was like, nobody ever knew me to be that way. Right. And, um, you know, I think after the 21 days kind of thing where you have more clarity of mind, yeah. like I snapped out of it and I realized what the hell was I doing? Wow. You know, and it, and then, uh, reality hit and it hurt because I, I hurt my family and, right. um, damn, I would never do that in the right mind. It's freaking, it was hard. And, and so like talking about the mortality thing, right? I said, you know, life's a gift, a God-given gift. What the hell am I doing throwing it away with this crap? You know, life is worth more than just trying to destroy myself. Right. Um, God didn't give us this life to throw it away like that. Right. You know, there there has to be, a, there was always a thought in my mind <clears throat> that I would be this old and I would be done with that. Thinking about a future like being a father. Right. My kid's going to see me getting drunk and high. Am I, that's what I'm supposed to be like in this life and, and I, looking at the future that way it was like this is not supposed to be forever you know and my life is not going to be forever like right. i realize i'm going to die one day what the freaking hell am i doing so i mean so what was it that got you to that point a lot of people have a bottom but how did you finally hit yours so it was a um one of my <clears throat> best friends kind of big brother situation that um the homie burned me i got burned and and um it was like five thousand dollars worth of you know like i bought a a used hardy davidson okay and he was gonna help me put it all together and i entrusted him with it and in the end um he came up with a story that we were supposed to put it in this mechanic shop but then as i gave him the pink and everything to handle the stuff yeah he came up with a story that he was he thought it would be better to take it to another mechanic's place. And that was all a big made-up story. A bunch of baloney. Yeah. So in the end, um, like I just bit the bullet when I realized it was all a bunch of lies. And he was trying to come up. He was trying to sell me another stolen bike. And you just got to buy a frame for it and do all this and you can make it legal. He was trying to come up. Right. And it was like, oh, don't worry about it. You know what? We had a little argument and i just bit the bullet homies from the neighborhood were, were um understanding what happened and like hey just let me know homie. we'll take care of them <laughs> no, no i don't want no no karma coming back to me like that you know right uh, and and it's like because that'll end up coming back to me you know mm -hmm. um so i just bit the bullet in the end we talked and he said eddie i messed up i'm sorry i'm gonna help i'm gonna try to make it make it back up to you all right. So he gave me like 2000 bucks. And did he tell you why he had realized? No, no he never told me. But like soon after that, mm. he gets busted for doing stupid things. He did four years in jail. Okay. 
And you know, it's like that saying goes in certain situations, karma is uh, justice without the satisfaction. Right. Um, but I actually got to see this, this guy get busted. And it's like, you know, it happens. You, you do stupid things, stupid things will come back to you. Right. And, um, you know, I just hope that he, like he learned, you know, and I, and, I, and he did, he's changed a lot since then. But how did that <clears throat> going well, back to the original? So where is it that you say I'm putting the crack pipe? Down? Oh yeah. Well, that thing, that experience hurt the hell out of me. Cause this was like my trusted friend. It hurt so bad. It made me. His younger brother was telling me, don't trust him, don't trust him, he's going to burn you, he's going to burn you. And I'm like, why? What did I do to him? Why would he do that to me? Why would he do that to me? This is my brother. Like, I put my life in, in his hands kind of thing, and, and he burned me, and that hurt. It hurt like hell. Right. That, like, made me stop and think, damn, I'm never going to allow anyone to use that as an excuse. You know, his excuse was, oh, yeah, he's always drunk and I the whole time. He's not going to notice this being gone. And I'm like, I'm not going to ever allow anyone to use that as an excuse to take advantage of me. So you saw that as a weakness and that it was going to allow people to take advantage of you. Yeah. And based on that, you said, I need to stop getting high. I, I need to like it. It was the pain that came from the betrayal of that. So how did you stop? So it started during the Catholic tradition of Lent. You said, you said, so for Lent, I'm not going to smoke crack. And I, I smoked, <laughs> I stopped, I stopped drinking. I stopped I all. Jesus was fucking stoked. I said, I'm not, I'm just joking. I don't mean to make disrespect. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect. It's just no, so funny because you're like, well, first it was Lent. I wasn't going to eat fish and I wasn't going to smoke crack because <laughs> I'm a good Catholic. All right, go ahead. So all right. I, I had already been doing that in prior years. Right, right, right. Okay, so, so you were like, all right. I'm I fast forwarded the, the story a little bit. I'm yeah, sorry. No, 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 like, no. I'm just laughing. I was this like super hard crack addict for the first two years. And then I freaking, had a, uh, my mom kicked me out the house, 94. And um, some of my original negatives got damaged out in the, with mm -hmm. all the junk my mom threw out of my mind. Which I you, were, you were phot photographing even back then. I was photographing right after high school, like I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I was shooting for a magazine called Street Beat Magazine. Street Beat? Street Beat Magazine in 1991, 92. What kind of magazine was that, man? So they were taking pictures and documenting the backyard party scene of East LA in the <sighs> decade of death. And it was called Street Beat. Street do you have Beat. any of those old issues? Yeah, I do. How many issues did they I put have, out? They did like maybe 26 for about a three or four year period. Wow. Guy, I mean, it kind of sounds like a thing that should have like really taken off. It did. It did. But this is another guy that I was partying with. He, he, instead of paying me for the stuff I was contributing, he would pay me with like getting, getting high. Mm. So we'd go do our party thing and then we'd do our party thing after. Our party thing after. We'd be smoking right. rocks and stuff. Right. Um, but, you know, there's somebody that, that brought back that, that whole um, era her name is Guadalupe Rosales. Uh -huh. She has an Instagram page called Veteranas and Rucas on Instagram. She's got like 300, 400,000 followers now. And um, yeah, she's she's posting. So you'll see some of my pictures in there in the recent posting. But she uh, found out that I did these pictures at Street Beat, and she's got like every issue of the magazines. Yeah. And um, she was like, she's just blowing me up. And I actually did a show with her. Where one of these pictures that got damaged from my mom throwing my stuff out on the street for being this um, crack addict. Right. Uh, she liked this picture. Uh, uh, is a picture of a homie 
showing me his jacket with his party crew name on it called and it's called ruthless and the negative it's black and white and it's all water damaged and i'm like you want that picture it was like kind of messed up but it, talking about it it's like well it adds to the story of the image you know ruthless the the water damage kind of um puts my signature of my life at the time on it where there's this picture that's all right this negative that's all like damaged like the way i was damaged it know? was like symbolic yes symbolic of me in my life at the time right it's Ruth, all put together ruthless yeah but the, all right but so then you so how did you put this did you have any support or help from any groups no you did it cold turkey cold turkey man yeah cold turkey man now, what's that like my, my my best friend my other best friend's um father was an aa guy He's about to be 44 years sober. Okay. He would always tell my best friend to keep reminding me to stop drinking. And I always, he said, no matter what, don't ever stop reminding him. So there was always advice. And um, one of those things was no matter who's born, whose birthday, who dies, you should never have an excuse to ever drink again. You know, and that always stuck with me. A lot of the... Uh, like my football coach and other things that I learned in sports at Roosevelt High School. What what position did you play in football? So um, I played tailback and middle linebacker in the B League, which is like a weight limited. It, it was weight regulated. I was the max would be one sixty five. I was only about a buck ten, a buck twenty. Okay. And um, and you're the linebacker. Yeah, that had to be a smaller. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, like it, a little people football. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And so, I mean, that, that, um, you could play all the way to your senior year. It wasn't like now if you're a junior, <laughs> you, you have to go automatically to the varsity. Right. Um, but yeah, back in the, in the early nineties, that was a different, uh, way of playing ball in, in the Alley Unified. So we're at the one hour mark. Where can people go to see your work? On Instagram, it's at Ed Roof. That's how e do you spell it? E D R U V. Yeah. And, um, that um that's where you can see my myself or on facebook at eddie rubalcaba right on big pick mike mike angelo what do you got sweet instagram, oh. instagram you check me out we're also doing child the sun i'm definitely have an event coming up in may what it's a three-day festival um what is it it's all called channel the sun it's called oh. the it's called the mm, festival the what the four m's like mm, like like mm, the what mm festival wait, and wait say that again <laughs> the mm festival oh mm. <laughs> i didn't even it's called the festival no it's um we're gonna be doing that in sometime in may it's gonna be for three days sweet um look it where's my fucking here it is <laughs> vibes rolling papers you want to stop being stupid <laughs> Right? You want to be a hit with the opposite sex? Right? Insert the outrageous claim here. Then Cubano, right? Vibes, rolling papers. It's only vibes. Vibes all the time. And it's only vibes all the time. And then, right? Cookies. Cookies FS, right? Burner. Yes. Big shout out to. Yeah, SF. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Cookies SF. Shout out to Burner. Big Burn. Big, Big burn. burn. Right? That. That merch, right? Dropping a new capsule in winter. Right. Uh, what? 
Shout out to Esteban Oriel and the Soul Assassins. And the Soul Assassins crew. Big shout out to Instagram Jesus. Thank That's you for coming right. and visiting. Raul. Raul, right? Calco. Calco. Pulpo. Pulpo. Pulpo beard oil. Um, Big Scoob, right? Remember Big <laughs> Scoob and the fucking weed butter or whatever he's making? Hey, yes, Ovanda Bone LLP, right? So when you get in trouble for telling us about all the trim you were getting while you were married, I know a lawyer who could represent you in the family law case, my friend. Right on. That's how I do it. Your, your buddy over there is just cracking up this whole show. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Zirba, there's a dude in red behind. I don't know. I can't remember his name. What's Louis. His name? Louis! <laughs> Louis! Man, crack it up. I would sit here trying to talk to you, and I would just see him, like, just rolling, just in the back <laughs> laughing. I don't even know what. He's, he's rolling. <laughs> All right. Um... Give your plug again, man. So it's uh, at E-D-R-U-V on Instagram. Ed Ruve on Instagram. All right. And Luis, anything? Got anything to plug? Louis Mora. Louis Mora! You're in the To, La- to Live and Die in L.A. show with Esteban next week. Are you going to be there? Yeah, right. oh, he's got a couple pieces in the show. You got a couple pieces in the show with Esteban Oreo? Yeah. yeah. Hey, saludo! Hey! Hey! El gallo negro. Hey. <laughs> and uh, uh, Sean at Movement yeah. for all your audio and podcasting needs. Don't forget to hit us up at www.hardluckshow.com. <laughs> right. And stay tuned because when this drops ne- this week, uh, I got uh, recordings from Instagram Jesus's visit to my office today. Oh. Came down and some in- excellent stories. Oh, it was real well. Oh, bro, he should have. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, hasta la vista. From oh, the hard luck show. That's right. All right. Thanks, man. Big shout out to Big Luck, Utah Salt Lake. Yeah. Doing big things. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.